Welcome to 172. This is a podcast where we interview 172 inspiring people of color to commemorate the 172 reported black lives lost to police brutality. Through these interviews, we explore the themes of systemic racism and how it's embedded within our culture and society. But most importantly, how our interviewees overcame these adversities despite all the odds against them. These inspiring and touching stories truly ground the audience in the realities many American minorities encounter every single day. These same stories, though, uplift our audience. They remind the audience that despite all the narratives, all the stereotypes, despite the mechanisms of social norms squeezing them into an unnatural mold, human potential prevails. Their human potential reflects resilience. Their personal triumphs show how we can embody our own identities while accomplishing our aspirations. They truly reveal how anything is possible, even in a world that wants you to remain silent. This is 172. Asia Martin is a content creator, videographer, and director based in Houston, Texas. She's originally a dancer, but found passion for video production while pursuing a BA in dance at Texas Women's University. Asia currently works as an independent videographer, producing a variety of content for artists. You can find her on social media, sharing content that entertains, motivates, and inspires other artists. Please welcome Asia Martin. This episode is in memory of Michael Brown. I'm originally a dancer, so I've been dancing all my life. I love dance, but I didn't start getting any formal training until high school. Mm-hmm. And um, it was throughout that process that I kind of was like, man, like, I love this. I want to do this. I ended up being captain my senior year um, and then moved forward, got a dance degree. We studied ballet, modern jazz, um, anything you can think of. I taught dance classes all around. And then somewhere in there is where I found my passion for video production. Yeah. And just that love of like, man, I could use the camera. And then also in high school, we had laptops, right? Mm-hmm. So the laptops had little computers on, like had little, um, you could record on them basically. Yeah. So I'd take my laptop around and like make videos of my friends around the school. Or like at the end of the year, I would have this whole compilation of like, you know what I'm saying? Just like a yeah. year type thing. And I thought nothing of that, but my mom at that time was telling me, she was like, you're good at that. Like, people don't just normally do that. It's like, you're good at that. But I was just so, like, gung-ho on dance. But, you know, dance has definitely involved, it, um, like, not, what is it called? What's the word? Informed mm-hmm. who I am. But, um, yeah, so in college, I got interested in dance, video production, and things like that. Okay, gotcha. So... I guess that introduction that you got, I guess, in, in the midst of high school, how did you kind of broaden your knowledge and kind of expand that despite the lack of black representation within like the medias? And how did you kind of, I guess, navigate your own mentorship towards film and dance? Or where was the inspiration and guidance? Okay, the first time I saw a black dancer, so I knew I wanted to dance. I was like at my grandma's house and we were sitting on the couch and I saw Alvin Ailey on TV. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like, I love the way they moved. I love their lines. And that's the first time that I saw myself. I said, oh, I can do that. 
you know, or because um, I knew I always wanted to move, but I didn't know how or what I wanted to look like. So that was really inspiring for me. So when we got to high school, right, so navigating through that space and being on the drill team, it was very interesting because I was the first black, I was like the second black captain. So I had no real examples in that space. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it, it was a new, I, I, I realized that it was kind of odd or like I was out of place when I got more opportunities for leadership. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Okay. I was like, okay, I don't really see any real representation here. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit more about uh, your experience being on a drill team. I think a lot of the times it's very kind of aggressively berated just due to its major association with like black culture and just kind of like that representation is just like a microaggression itself. What was your experience being on a drill team and how did that inform your experience as a dancer and as a person as well? Um, I loved drill team. So I thought drill team was awesome. Um, it shaped me a lot, you know, in terms of, you know, um, it, it really puts you on. So we had schedules that we had to, uh, work around. We had to do our work and then we also had to sign up and, you know, make sure that we are on time for our practices. And then, like I said, that was my opportunity to become a leader. Right. So um, I, that's where I really learned to find my voice. That's where I really learned to trust myself, to t- trust my gut in terms of choreography, to trust my gut in terms of what I felt like would be would be best for the team. Um, so I really enjoyed that experience. I felt I I had a lot of bonds with the people there. I think that was the first time, like I said, that I really started to realize that I was a black girl, though, because we went into spaces. Okay, so we would get the opportunity to go to a leadership conference. Mm-hmm. And I'd be in this conference and I'd realize like, okay, I'm the only one here, or I would be in certain spaces and it, you know, people people kind of wonder like, oh, well, why, like, why is she here? Or are you, I just remember we went, we went somewhere and like, I wasn't even introduced as I, well, there was like a group of people. And I didn't, even, yeah. And I didn't even get introduced. It was just like she's just here for help or for the dance, or you know what I'm saying? Wow. So, yeah, that was like my first time that I in high school was my first time that I was like, okay, I'm definitely black. <laughs> uh huh. So I I don't know because the thing is that what I've seen within like my area of where I, I'm based in Northeast Florida and majority of the drill teams that we have here are predominantly black and a lot of the times they're so um, like a lot of people start to bash on them and say that they're a disruption to the actual dance team and things like that. So I was wondering if you had experienced anything like that before. No, let me tell so the difference is I was on an all, I, so drill team is totally different in Texas. I don't know if you know anything okay. about Okay. So drill team in Texas is totally different. It's like, we wear boots, hats, kick. We go to competition. Oh, wow. okay. We go to competition. We we did jazz dances. We did um, tap dances. So it was a different experience. It was more so like we were the dance team. We didn't have any like bucking or anything like that. So that's why my experience was a little different. And that's why I'm gotcha. saying, yeah. So it was more like we were like admired in a way. Um, okay. And we and we did more of the mod like the um, Europe the Western like the European movement style. So mm-hmm. that's 
Okay, I get where you're coming from now. So do you think that a lot of the experience that you had as a drill team just kind of reflected kind of like this assimilation towards white culture? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you, you, you know, you have to move, especially in college too, you know, you get and you start taking ballet classes and things like that. And you realize, okay, my body was not made for this. My body was not made to move in this, this way. You know, I have, I have curves. I have, you know, about, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's, it's just, it, your lines look different and it's not as pretty or so I definitely, re- that's more so of my experience too. Um, or people thinking like, oh, we're going to put you in the hip hop dance. How did that kind of navigate and shift your perspective on like your identity your kind of dance and creative process like how did that experience where you were informed that you are the only black girl here that you are the leader and maybe you might be neglected sometimes solely for being who you are how did that kind of inform you and your perspective i think the reason why i was allowed to be a leader was because i was authentically me right like I, I I was taught to just do you to be you even in terms of ur- urban movement like I always moved the way if I had to got to create I would always move the way I like to create which is jazz or maybe some you know some hip-hop or you know or yeah. it might it might still be in the modern world but then I'm gonna sprinkle a little flavor and I'm gonna spr- sprinkle yeah. what I like in it how do you think like that informed your transition as like a multi-artist and kind of do you see yourself now when you're filming things like kind of your authentic self that you saw as a dancer kind of transition yeah it's you know it's been such a blessing to like because I never really understood I've always I've been in different spaces right so I've been a dancer and then I start making film and then Mm -hmm. I start I'll go over here and now I'm talking to people I'm interviewing so I realized that I can bring, like I, like I was saying before, I can bring all of these things in together to like cultivate something totally unique and my and, and bring in my own flair and flavor, right? So I really love that. Let's talk about your journey on social media and expanding your following through TikTok a little bit for your film. Um, how did that first start? What was, what was the initiation point? What did you do and how has that kind of grown? How have you seen it grown? I was in a very confusing place. Like I was, uh, so before I got on TikTok, I was really lost, just to be quite honest. Yeah. I had graduated college. Things were working out for me. Like I was doing so much that I didn't really have like a real direction. Like when I graduated college, I was like, man, all right, I know I make videos. I know I do this. I know I dance a little bit. I'm a project-based kind of person, right? Yeah. So, so I got graduated college. I tried to start my business and it just wasn't working out. It just mm-hmm. wasn't working out. And so I kind of went through this like low phase. I was at my parents' house for like two years, girl. Wow. And um, then the pandemic hit, right? But I had been on, on social media. I would post different things. I, I would post dance videos or maybe I'd make a dance film with a friend, uh, pictures here and there, right? So I had a little presence. I was doing my own thing. Pandemic hits and then TikTok pops off. And so this gives me the chance to reconnect and get, so, okay, maybe I can do a little dancing or maybe I'm going to figure, I'm going to teach myself something new today. Mm -hmm. And then from that, it was from that experience that I just kind of really got reconnected back with myself and what I thought was fun or creative and cool. 
and I just started creating this content and then from there it grew so you know and that kind of really helped to redirect my path and my and for me to come get back like okay maybe I could do something with this because I, th- I don't think I really trusted the fact that I could have a pop like a really good social media presence like I never trusted the fact that well you know because of the society we, we live in everybody's yeah. like where's the job you know right. Where's the real, where's your real life at? Exactly. So after this experience, I'm like, wow, I might be able to actually do something with this. Yeah. So that's really what happened. So it just sprung from me just being in a low place and I had nowhere else to go. I was like, I'm going to make these TikTok videos. And it just started growing, girl. (laughs) Wow. This crazy but it really just shows that like some things are just born out of nothing you you know you make what you do you make with what you do and I mean from what you're doing now like it just shows how like anything's possible really and you know sometimes we're not marketed these options because you were saying just the way society is structured and the way that we are kind of said you have to have these requirements maybe doing this but with this app it's like anything goes goes and there's you know just a lot going back to that question you're saying like what what have I learned patience be patient with yourself if it doesn't make sense that's okay keep doing in the moment focus on being the best you can be at that moment right at whatever you're focused on and eventually when God's timing like it's gonna fall together and you're gonna see oh this is why I was doing this and this is why I had this experience and that's I'm like it's not all the light bulb isn't all the way on for me yet but it's it's coming right so patient Uh, it's like it's allowed you to find a bit of yourself that wouldn't have been possible had none of this happened right yeah you know and I guess now with everything that you've done on TikTok what are you what do you what incites your inspiration like oh I should do this for TikTok or this is what I should do or do how do you just do everything on TikTok (laughs) well you know what I will say that from the base from the core of my heart I want to be a I want to spread love I want to spread light and I want to inspire, right? So from the core of my heart, I think about, so through all of these creative mediums that I have as a dancer, as a a creator, content creator, all of this, how can I today through this video, how can I spread love, but then also show people that they are capable of this as well, right? Right. So um, like the other day when I did The Stranger, I was like, okay, this is a great way to put my own flair. I know people do that all, all the time, but you know, to show love to another female and, and then let's make something cool and inspiring, right? So that's where I come from at the base of everything I create. Um, you know, how do you be inspired, entertain? Yeah, and it really shows in everything that you do. Like, like I won't lie. Like, I found you on my for you page, and I just kept going through all your videos. I was like, this is amazing, you know. <laughs> and it's just like nowadays with everything that's going on, how do you see the power of social media? Oh, it's game changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, it's game changing. You, you can. I literally had someone call me. A, 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 um, a manager who's interested in working with me I had him call me and he said I'm going to be honest with you I wanted to try to get with you now because 
you're the type of person that eventually you can with the social media you can do your own thing you won't need you wouldn't you won't need any any producers you won't need any right because you can do it yourself now you don't need the the mainstream or anything you can create your and then have your own bag too right you can have your own money without having to spread it out to these people or you know especially you know we're talking about as a black as a black creator yeah. not getting what i'm worth and all of this like let's cut through all that <laughs> right and let me create my own empire my own world right exactly so that's that's social media is really game changing mm-hmm. and it's like you are in control of every aspect you know absolutely and just having this following on social media how do you see yourself kind of translating messages that once before were kind of like seen as impossible being a black creator how does your influence help society and the betterment of us kind of dismantling racism yeah um so like i said love kindness empathy you know what i'm saying yeah. sharing stories now just to be i i have to be honest like I've had trouble lately because I think I have been privileged in a way to not have experienced some of the depths that we that we as black people go through, right? Like I haven't experienced some of that pain, but I know that I have a platform and it's my responsibility to share stories or to to um you know what I'm saying? People are listening. Yeah. So so it's it's my my responsibility to be informative, informative, to lead with love. Um that's really what I try to do. No, so. and it, it really does reflect in the work that you put out. And it's just really key, that self-awareness, you know, even though some may be privileged in other ways, it's just being self-aware and utilizing that empathy to understand the perspective of others. And to understand like the other side, I think we we don't understand the other side enough too. Like I, I, I have, I grew up with white friends and other friends. And so it, it's, it's, it's our responsibility to educate as well. Right. Some people don't, they don't understand if they're willing. I know some people are not willing and that's different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I want us to, as a black community to, as hard as, hard as that is, you know, to, to lead with kindness so that it, we can create change and unity. Yeah. And it's just, it's difficult because that shouldn't be like your responsibility. Despite everything that's happened, despite all that the world embodies, like that shouldn't be your responsibility. But, you know, to move past that just shows like the bravery, the courage, the strength, the will, the determination that, you know, a black community really embodies and the culture and the history that's behind that is more powerful than any discriminatory things that may be thrown. And just kind of up to this point now with your journey and the perspective and knowledge that you've gained through everything what would be um your message to anyone who feels lost and unheard right now god has a purpose and if you are on this earth if you are still breathing you are a part of that plan and i know that it feels like you are unseen and you are unheard but if nobody in your family gets you if nobody around you if your dog ain't listening to you baby but the spirit of jesus like god is with you he's covering you he's with you and he has a plan to he has a plan to 
to bring you to the forefront in whatever that area is or you know whatever wherever you are he has a plan for you